What's up, everybody? Welcome to Beyond the Course Pod. Today's guest is Ryan Evans, golf blogger and avid golfer. Ryan, how are you doing, buddy? Very good, thanks, mate. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself then. Obviously, we spoke a bit off air about what you're up to at the moment, what the golf situation is for you. So give us a little back, bit of background into your golfing life and, and what you're up to at the moment with golf. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing golf properly for probably around 10, 11 years now. Um, and then, you know, I originally started uh, with my uncles uh, just at the driving range. Didn't have my own clubs or anything, so it took a little while for me to actually, you know, consider myself a golfer. Um, but yeah, once I got my first set of clubs, I just started cracking on and became obsessed with it, like like everyone else just generally does. Um, and yeah, now all I do with like my Instagram, I just, you know, it's just nice to get out there, show people photos of the golf course and you know me playing golf. Um, it was never intended to really get anywhere or, or anything I just wanted to just put some stuff on there really I was a bit bored last yep. summer with all the lockdown so and yeah now at this point it's kind of taken a bit of a halt which is unfortunate but things like this keep me entertained anyway <laughs> yeah so we you know we talked a little bit off air and obviously you've had some injuries and stuff like that that's, that's yeah. held you back from the golf so I mean was that part of it as well in terms of starting the Instagram stuff a little bit you know obviously there's only so much you could film with being injured but getting yourself a little bit more involved online and and, and stuff like that while you've been injured yeah I mean I've had to really um, I do I've had a bit of time off with it because I've just not really had a lot a lot to post but I'm just getting on with it this injury is something I've had for quite a while now and it just flared up really bad this year, this year. I mean, typically while we were on lockdown and couldn't play golf, mm. everything felt okay. And then when we got playing again, and it just flared up again and then it went really bad the other week. So at the moment, I'm not doing anything really, but hopefully it's not going to be too much longer. Yeah. So you said the injury started, was it was it during a rugby game or when you were playing rugby or did it happen? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've... I've done it quite a few times, to be honest. The first time I did it wasn't playing rugby, but I did do it playing rugby another time. And in the end, never ended up going back to play. But by then, I was sort of, I was sort of playing golf in the off season anyway. Um, and then I just ended up deciding like golf would be my main sport. Then I could manage that with my back um, and just work around the injury. But lately, it's just, it's just getting a bit much now. I think it's just a sign I'm getting older, or I have been playing. <laughs> too much golf lately because yeah you know, last, <laughs> last summer in the autumn you know in between those lockdowns I was like right I need to get out there and, and play and you know maybe it just I was playing a bit too much I don't know so in terms of the timeline of things then had you already started playing golf before the injury or did you start playing golf after the injury had already occurred the first time um yeah I, the first time I did it wasn't too horrendous it was kind of one and done I was in pain for a little while and Gradually over the years, it's just become more of a constant thing. But yeah, I, I started getting into golf then with it and everything was okay around that. But obviously it puts a lot of pressure on, on the lower the lower body, sorry, the lower part of your back, doesn't it, with the, with the swing. So it's just yeah, kind I mean, of taking its toll. I, mean, I need to manage it better, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you don't mind talking about it, do you want to give us just a little bit of detail in terms of what the injury was and maybe how it is restricting now, let's say, the golf swing, for example? Yeah, 
Yeah, so I've got two bulging discs. I can't remember what number they are, but it's uh, it's in my lower back. Um, and that's been the ongoing thing I've been struggling with for quite a long time now. Um, and then this recent one, it was back in April, foolishly. Um, the new, uh, the Ping G425 driver was in the club shop. And um, I was like, right, well, I need to get some some content and some photos. And I also wanted to buy one too. Uh, I went up the driving range and hit 200 balls with it. Um, yeah, and then as I was doing it, I was like, oh, I'm back starting to ache. And then I got home and was like, I shouldn't have done that. And then I woke up the next day and was like, I really regret doing that now. And then not long after that, we, were, we had our uh, golf day. So, yeah, the uh, Macmillan Cancer Golf Day. I was just totally rested up then. Uh, but now, with what happened the other week, it's all flared up again. And I feel like the bulging discs now are touching my sciatic nerve. So I've got a bit of sciatica as well as two bulging discs. So right. it's not looking really good, to be honest. Um, the other week was really bad. It's the worst I've been. So, yeah, and like, you know, it does, it does restrict you with the golf swing, everything, you know. I don't go all out. Everyone says I've got an easy swing, but I can swing it harder, but it's just, I, I don't because I just don't want to push it really. It's just not worth it, is it? But I mean, so is there anything that they can do or have tried to do in terms of surgery, physiotherapy? What, what's been the kind of recovery um, process I've, for you? I've tried a lot of things over the years. Um, and currently at the moment, I'm still at a bit of a rest phase at the minute. I'm, I've been doing a little bit of swimming, but it's kind of been hurting me a bit to do that. So. I've been resting more lately, but things that have worked for me in the past um, has been yoga. That's been the main thing. Like I've, I've tried chiropractors and physiotherapy and that kind of stuff helps, but I needed something more long-term. And yeah, with the whole aim with the yoga, it's all about elongating your spine. So I've got compression. So, you know, that, that does help, but you've got to do that every day. And lately I've just not really felt strong enough or, you know, pain-free enough to, to do that the last couple of weeks to try and start rehabbing to get better. But hopefully next week, I reckon, I'll maybe start be able to, to get him back on the yoga and put myself in some positions where it's not causing me agony, basically. Yeah, and it's not like one of those things where you can go to the gym and try and strengthen it or anything like that, because no, yeah. that just causes pain as well. So it's yeah. rest and getting yourself stretched out a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm way off that stage at the moment. It's you know, that's more yeah, I'm I'm in a rehab phase obviously with it, but now it's more of like a resting phase at the minute and just doing little things or walking or whatever and a little bit of swimming. And then, you know, hopefully I can start building it up. I'm feeling better each day, considering how bad it was the other week. Um, yeah, each day is getting a little better now. So hopefully pretty soon I can get on the yoga and then gradually build my way back into golf but at the minute I'm I'm not sure when when that will be at the moment I mean have the, have the doctors said that it's all right to do so have they said that it's safe to eventually get back to it or have they recommended against it? I haven't asked them yet I'm waiting um I'm waiting for a scan basically but obviously with everything that's going on at the moment with the NHS and everything it's going to be quite a delayed process and when I did this last time I ended up going private um you know I just paid for a scan which was expensive but had it done within a week uh, of like actually seeing my GP tell me he needed a scan and uh, the date for the NHS one was too long. So I'm probably going to end up doing that again, to be honest. So mm -hmm. I need to speed it back up. I need to get back to work. You know, I've got a 
got a three-year-old son and stuff it's yeah, I mean, so we, we've obviously given the situation of the injury. What sort of level of golf did you get at? What, what was your kind of best handicap? What's your handicap the last time you were playing? Um, the best I, I was, to be honest, was probably just before Christmas last year when the lockdowns came. Um, I got down into single figures for the first time, which I was happy with. Um, but my first ever handicap was 27, uh, 26.7 or something. Um, and I came down pretty fast to be honest um because i was just playing so much from the game so obsessed i took to it quite fast um and then yeah it really took me a long time to get it down to the single figures i think that new handicap system did help a little bit i was quite yeah i was like oh god yeah that's, that's pretty good but yeah it was satisfying it's like that was of all the times i played and all the good shots i might have hit and chippings and birdies and eagles like that's the most satisfied i've felt as a golfer was getting my single figure handicap but at the moment or just before I got injured I, I would say I wasn't really playing to it it was around eight I was playing just a bit over but I wasn't playing I mean, regularly. I was, I was, I was going to say though I mean you, you must you must be pretty proud of that considering you know the injuries you've got to to even be to become a, a single figure golfer is pretty impressive yeah I am yeah it's like I said it, it's taken years and like those times where at one point you know a few years ago um, I was down to 14, like once I come out of the 20s, and I thought, right, I'm going to start motoring on here. And then I had probably two or three years with absolutely nowhere near that. I was back up in the high teens, but I was just kind of just showing up. And yeah, I wasn't really looking into the golf swing much. I had no lessons, and I've only had three lessons now, to be honest. This day, I had, I had some a couple of years ago. But and you've got to understand it a bit more, I think. At the time, I was just rocking up and just hitting the ball and not really understanding technique and wondering why it was slicing. And, but you have to work those things out, don't you? And then eventually you just start becoming a better golfer. And I think since I've got a bit older as well, you sort of mature a bit in your thought process, don't you? And then you learn to play sure. golf. You know, it's not all about hitting it as far as you can. It's about setting the next shot up. And when you've got shots on a handicap, sometimes it's about playing bogey golf, isn't it? So... Yeah, it comes sure. it comes with it doesn't it like you know your ability and then your, your mental aptitude to the game it, it it combines together to make a you know a good player a half decent player doesn't it yeah and i imagine with your golf swing and your golf in general you just have had to kind of learn how your body now works with the injuries and and kind of work around that so i mean is there anything in particular that you do and don't do during the swing or when playing golf obviously you said hitting it hard and yeah you know, just, harder than you need to but is there anything else where you just know it's best not to do no, it no not really or... i mean i only play if i'm not in too much pain so when i'm playing i'm pain free enough that it doesn't really affect me and maybe by the end of the round i'm a bit like oh this is starting to hurt it's more when i've stopped you know you get home in the morning after that's when like the real pain sets in with it but Generally, it's quite manageable, but it's just been in the last three months that I've been struggling. And yeah, I've tried playing, and sometimes it was just the other week. I shouldn't have played the day, the week before um, I had to go to the hospital. I was in pain before I went. I was in pain while I was playing. And yeah, it just had 
dire consequences in the end. It was just a stupid mistake. It was full of gram, really. I enjoy it, can you, though, when you, you know, you no. win games, so it's just pointless. But so tell us a little bit about the, the charity <laughs> event, then you, you mentioned it briefly there, and we talked about it off air. So tell us a little bit about that, yeah. what you did in June. Yeah, so the uh, Macmillan Cancer Trust uh, do a 72-hole golf challenge, which you have 24 hours to complete, which sounds hard and then when you really when you look into it and start working out how far it is and how long it's going to take like it's extremely daunting but um we did that mainly uh, in honor of uh, our friend ricky who unfortunately died of bowel cancer back in april so me my brother my best friend and my cousin we're all great friends with him uh, we decided to do our thing some of the other lads were on about doing a marathon and even if i wasn't injured that's not my thing so we thought we'd do the golf um and yeah it was it was a really good day it was it was the most enjoyable like experience i've had in golf yeah for a great cause so i mean hats off to you for that first of all and obviously for that then you you mentioned that you rested up a little bit but how how yeah. were you able to kind of get through that i mean 72 holes is is obviously a lot for for somebody with that kind of injury then um so yeah how, how did you kind of deal with that um a lot of painkillers on the day, um, a lot of stretching in between shots and stuff. Um, yeah, to be honest, I was really surprised. The week before, I didn't. I text my friend and said, "I'm really not sure if I'm going to be able to do this." So I thought I'll at least show up and and I'll walk and just caddy if I can't play, you know, just show up. But in the end, um, I rested up good before it. I was doing yoga quite a lot. I, I wasn't in anywhere near as much pain as I am right as I've been in the last few weeks. So, yeah, a few days before I started feeling good, and yeah, but obviously since then I've, I've been in. It's been terrible. So it was, you know, it came at yeah. cost. But yeah, we just got through it. Yeah, it was. my feet hurt. My feet hurt more than my back by the end of it. It was strange. I was more. Con I was concerned about my back, and by the end of it, it was my it's feet that were killing me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have been as bad as a marathon if you had done that. <laughs> no, no, that's... Uh, no, that would have finished you off, I think. Yeah, yeah, my days of, like, sport with uh, <laughs> huffing and puffing and running around are done now. Like, that's why I like the golf. People class it as a yeah. sport and it's nice and chilled, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but, you, yeah. Know, you, you obviously started the Instagram page, as, as we talked about as well, and doing a little bit of blogging, but could you see yourself maybe getting into any other sides of, of golf, possibly like caddying or something like that, if it happens to be the, the just the next best thing that you can do with, with what you've got at the moment? No, I don't have any aspirations to that, but I do think it would be cool. I watched the uh, documentary on Sky the other day about it. I can't remember what it was called now, but by the end of it, I thought, wow, that, that would be a cool job to be a caddy, um, <laughs> but... I don't have the credentials for that at the moment. I just enjoy just doing Instagram, really. I've always wanted to, to be involved in sport. Like, I've, apart from playing it, I've never really done anything else work-wise or anything in, in sports. So I thought maybe with this Instagram, I can be involved in golf. And yeah. I didn't realise what a community there was like online on here. It was, it was fast, isn't it? And it was surprising to me. And it's good. I've met quite a lot of nice people on here and talked to people a lot. And yeah, it's 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 a good way to just just show show people your golf. Because when I used to play rugby, people come and watch you and you know, they can see the things that you can do. And you know, you like to show people when you're good at something. So for the golf, I tell people I'm all right at it, but no, they can they can see. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so what was the kind of idea of the sort of content that you wanted to put out there? And is, is it just kind of following you playing golf at different courses or was there any, you know, particular content that, that kind of you enjoy doing or enjoy making? Yeah, um, initially uh, I wanted to do like more of a, a vlog style format on YouTube, but I didn't really, I didn't really know too much about the video editing and that kind of thing with that. And I ended up doing Instagram to, just to get a start. I already had an account and everything. So yeah, I just enjoyed just taking photos and nice pictures. And because we've got a very nice golf course that I play at. And you know, every time I, I do a post, people always comment on and how good it is. So you know, it's just nice to share those kinds of things and just enjoy putting videos up and yeah, just interacting with people. And what's your what, what's your local clubs there? You're down in uh, Shropshire, aren't you? So what, what yeah, are your the local clubs? clubs? The, yeah, it's called the, the Shropshire is a club that I'm a member at, but uh, there's, there's quite a few golf courses uh, in this area. One of the, the big ones is the Asprey, which is, uh, you know, where me and my golf Mm -hmm. uh, based yep. out of me if you've seen that yeah so I've played there quite a few times that's not far away from here I love that course it's really nice down there uh, we've got Hawkston Park which I've played uh, this year which I really enjoyed we've got the championship course there um, that's Lily Shull the Reekin that's, that's just in Telford really uh, those ones but there's there's a vast county that we live in um, yeah the, the big, we live in the biggest town in Telford there's only a couple of hundred thousand and it's mainly just rural farmland and you know there's lots of room for golf courses and they're all quite well established as well it's been around here for a while so there's some good places to play at it's enjoyable and were you, were you playing any sort of local tournaments or anything like that um you know especially when you got down to single figures were you, were you doing that or just kind of play with friends etc yeah i just play with friends now but back probably i'd say maybe six or seven years ago when I was really you know, getting into it quite quite seriously, I got down to 14 then, and I was playing in a lot of comps then. Uh, I was representing the Shropshire in events like in pairs competitions, single matches and stuff against other golf clubs, which I really enjoyed, to be honest. And then eventually, I think I got a bit big-headed with it and thought I was a bit better than I was. And, you know, like I said, I ended up going up from 14 and back into the high teens. And I don't know, my attitude just just went with it a bit and like I said I wasn't I wasn't really sure how to push on to that next level and I just ended up working on my short game a bit more and like I say understanding the golf swing and and then just just working it out in my head how to actually get around the course. Interesting then so what, what kind of made you kind of think like that do you think I mean any reason what you just started to think you were better than you were or something or you you just think you're better yeah. than you're playing with or what was it? No like? I think because I was just because um, my handicap was coming down so fast, I was playing probably, I, I didn't have a girlfriend then or anything, no kids. I was living at home with my mom. Um, it's probably a bit longer to go to in seven years, to be honest. But yeah, I was just practicing all the time. So I don't know, I just felt like well, it was bad practice, you know what I mean? Just going up to the range, just whacking balls and just rocking up and playing nine. But I don't know, it just, um, just once, I'd, uh, once I'd hit that, like that brick wall I kind of just had to reassess and then start thinking of how to get back out there and enjoy golf again because I stopped enjoying it when I was playing in comps so I thought mm -hmm. I should be winning them or coming up quite high which was the problem so obviously when you when you've got a high handicap and you're playing well and you're coming down you're finishing quite high in the comps aren't you so yeah I got called a bandit a couple of times but I was relatively new to the game so 
just needed a bit of an attitude check with it. I just thought I was just really good. <laughs> I was a bit younger, so. Yeah. I mean, so before you kind of started to think like that, then were you somebody that kind of, you know, analysed the swing a lot? Were you, because you mentioned no. there that you just went to the range though and you started hitting yeah. balls. So what, what were you doing before that? Nothing really. Like, no. I did literally just showing up and I just didn't really I just thought it was as simple as that and I didn't realize it now and so I played a lot of sports and this is the one that's taken me the longest to like you know, feel like I'm I've, I've got somewhere with and now I'm just kind of obsessed with just improving and getting better but obviously with the lockdowns and the injuries it's kind of been stunting all that like I said I peaked probably last November and then it's just kind of been stop start since then so but Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, it's just funny just because obviously, you know, you said as well, you'd only had three lessons. So, again, it's considering the injury, only three lessons, and that you maybe didn't even practice as much or as hard as you could have or took it as seriously. And yet, you still arrived at single figures. I, you know, who knows what could have happened, right? If, if maybe, you, I, I do you wish I took it up sooner. I, I, I do wish I took it up sooner, but I was obsessed with rugby when I was a kid, and yeah, that was what I wanted to play. I never thought I was going to play pro rugby, but yeah, that was all my friend group to this day are all guys I met through through rugby, and a few of them now play golf with me. But yeah, with golf, I do, I do wish I took it up sooner. But what, what age what age were you there when you when you started to play with your uncles? Probably went to the driving range with them once or twice, like when I was probably fourteen or fifteen. And then uh, probably when I was about 19 or 20, I would say I started being interested a bit more in it, going up a bit more regular with my uncle and then eventually started playing on a little par three course that we got at the Shropshire, just, just practicing. I was terrible as well back then. And then I bought my first set of golf clubs probably when I was about 21. So that's probably when I consider myself, you know, you're actually taking up golf when you've when you've actually uh, bought yourself a set of clubs, they were second-hand set. They cost me fifty quid. There were some Callaway Big Berthas, and they did nice. me well. Like, yeah, they did me well from beginning to like, eighteen handicap before I changed my clubs. So, yeah, I was quite pleased. With them. I gave them to my cousin. He's still got them. What what sort of clubs are you rocking these days? What's in the bag? At the minute, I'm going through a bit of a change with them. So obviously, I've gone from that from that next level now and then uh, I've had my irons for quite a long time so at the minute I've got some King G25 irons that I've had for probably seven years now but I do like them but I, I fancy an upgrade now um, I've recently just bought some title issue 510 uh, 3 iron and 4 iron with like a hazardous X shaft on them which is really nice I really like those um, I've got Ping Answer Putter uh, I've got some Vokey wedges. I've also got a Cleveland wedge, which is my favourite club, and it's one of the first clubs that I ever bought, and I still use it to this day. Um, and then, weirdly, I've got a quite old-school uh, driver in three wood, and uh, Rick Shields has just made the one even more popular, but I've been rocking that thing for ages. That's the uh, TaylorMade Burner from 07. Oh, uh, OK, yeah. Yeah, so I've got a bit of a funny story behind that. I had, um, when I first started playing, my uncle gave me his old driver, uh, which was a tailor-made burner, so it wouldn't have been that old back then. And uh, I lent it to my mate, and uh, I love that club. And he ended up getting his car broken into, and uh, they stole his golf clubs along with my golf club. So I was I was mortified. So I thought I'll buy the new tailor-made burner. It was that white, that first white one that came out. Can you remember mm -hmm. that one? Yep. 
and I hated it. I didn't like it. It wasn't right for me. And like I said, I just walked into American Golf, didn't know what I was doing, picked one up off the shelf and walked out here. Uh, and then eventually I bought a Ping G25 driver as well. Hated that. Couldn't get on with it. And I thought last, last summer, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go back to, to the burner. So I went on eBay and paid £65 for one just to get my confidence back up with the driver. And yeah, it's, uh, okay, it's back to well, Yeah, so uh, now I'm feeling confident with driver again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get a new one, but I was going to get that G425 until I hurt myself uh, doing it. So I had to cancel my fitting. But yeah, for now, that, that burner is doing me well. I've got the free wood as well. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but... It's better off sticking with just the old clubs, aren't you? If if they if you feel comfortable with them, I mean, there's quite a few different pros where they'll tell you they've still got one of their old wedges that maybe they used 10 years ago and they just stick by it rather than buying the new one. Exactly, and like the, the ones that I've just replaced, the three and four iron with, I had those for you know, pretty much the majority of the time I've been playing. So I do like to stick to them. Every now and then I feel like, you know, you just want to get a bit of an upgrade, but... I have to be confident that it's going to be good. And if it's not, I will get rid of it I don't, and go back to the other club. But I don't have to do that very often. It's just the driver I've really been struggling. But again, like I said earlier, I don't think I really understood how to hit the driver properly consistently. And I don't know, just getting that old school club back that I actually used to hit well, just brought that confidence back and just developed my driver swing. And it's just helped now. But yeah, the, it's quite a mixed bag. But eventually I'd like to... By this time next year, have some new irons, get that G425 in the bag. Probably going to keep the three wood though. Like I said, I don't hit it very often and I'm confident when I get it. So I don't really see the point in, in yeah. changing that. Is that a, was that a kind of weak part of the game, the driving then, or just something yeah. you were struggling with yeah. the actual driver? Right. I literally like got the hit. So I don't know what it was, but I just had beginner's luck when I started. I could, that was the one club I could hit down the middle. It wasn't too far, but it was safe. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, just after I changed driver and went through different other things, I, I just wasn't hitting it well. And like I went to that three wood, I was hitting three wood off the tee a lot. Um, and then, yeah, my cousin who I play with hits absolute bombs. He really does. Um, and he was out, he was just out driving me by 100 yards sometimes. When I crunch like a three wood or something, he would be really smacking it up there 300 yards plus. Well. I thought I need to get back into this, yeah. And then, to be fair, he helped me out quite a lot with that. Because I thought, well, he's the best driver of a ball that I know. I was like, what do you do? And we started filming each other's swings. And, yeah, that was when you start doing a bit of analysis then. And like I say, you start working out, like, right, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's necessary, isn't it? It's very difficult just to go to the range and hit balls and not see any feedback from it. So maybe that's something that yeah. will help you, back, help you out if you do get back into it. I know it helps me a lot because... I think even on the course, like I'd love to be able to just see, you know, the swing when things start to go bad and just, because normally it's just something little, isn't it? It's just something you're yeah. doing and that little change could, could fix you. Yeah, it is a good thing. Like that was, to be honest, that was how I ended up putting my first video on Instagram. Was just to, I said to my cousin, you feel my swing because something wasn't right. Ended up being a good shot that I ended up posting, but it does help. And sometimes when I'm out there, just filming a video for Instagram or whatever, it is good to just be like, why did that do that? And then you have a good guess in your mind of what you thought had gone wrong. Have a quick look back on the video as you're walking up the fairway to the ball and be like, yeah, there you go. And you can change that. But again, it's all about understanding it, isn't it? And I imagine online as well, you get people commenting on it and stuff like that. And obviously all the comments might not be useful, but you might get somebody online that 
that you know could see something that you can't and mention it to you yeah. and you try it out and it turns out to be the thing that helps you yeah in fairness i've not had too much negative comment on, on my swing right then or unwanted you know when people would put an unwanted comment in there and you think well i didn't really ask for that i wouldn't do that myself to people yeah. if they ask yeah if they'd ask and, and even then i've had a few people ask and i'm like i'm never near qualified to like answer this but maybe just try one or two you know basic things that are quite generic but i would never feel yeah. confident to tell someone that and yeah if, if, if I was to ask someone for, for, for some feedback, that would be useful. I've got a guy in America that's helped me out with a few things because I asked him, mm -hmm. um, and that was very useful. So it is nice. Yeah, I mean, you say that you're not qualified, though, but I think what I find interesting is that, you know, even somebody like myself that's that's not a brilliant golfer, just a whatever, an average amateur golfer, but I've had a lot of lessons with somebody that is qualified. So I know yeah. the things that I should be doing because he's telling me, but it's normally just my ability that doesn't always allow me to do them. So I can still at least, you know, pass that information on to somebody that's maybe got more talent and then they can apply yeah. that, you know, because it's coming from somebody that does know what they're talking about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and also with someone say they're a beginner or quite a high handicapper, it is sometimes glaringly obvious things that are really simple to them that, you, you know, you can feel confident saying like, right, well, you need to change your grip first off there or, things like that, look where your feet are aiming, they're simple things, aren't they, that I remember when I first started that I struggled with a lot, you know, was where my feet were aiming, I felt like I was going straight at the flag, but, you know, someone would say, Ryan, stop, put, put a club down at my feet and be like, step back and be like, oh, right, that's why I'm hitting the ball into the trees, and yep. and that, that's that's good advice to get, and obviously you, you, you get better by playing with other people, don't you, so For sure. it helps. Yeah, I mean, I imagine your short game is probably a is that one of the best parts of your game just because it yeah. takes a lot more pressure off your body as the driver and that doesn't? Yeah, I, 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 like, I enjoy it. I like, I, I, I like watching people hit bombs and I do like hitting bombs, but I really enjoy, like when I watch golf on TV or I'm playing with someone, I enjoy like a skillful shot, you know, mm -hmm. like a 300 yard drive is impressive, but I, I like a you know, nice shot that's a little up and over a bunker or something with a like, tight pin and, you know, they can put it right next to it with a little tap in, but they're the kind of things I like and, yeah, it's just something I've always, I don't know, I've got quite soft hands with it. I don't know, it's just something I've always been better at, I think. I don't know, maybe because it's yeah. not a full swing most of the time. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's just obviously not as much pressure on your body, the chipping and stuff yeah. like that. It's a bit more of a smaller swing, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I love watching like Morikawa, the way he hits those irons. Um, yeah. I'd much rather see that because even with the, all this driving and, you know, you look at like the likes of, of Bryson now that everybody loves. I mean, how many times does he actually hit the fairway with those big drives? Mm. So it's, it's got to be probably 50% of the time, maybe. I don't know, unless he's playing really it, good. It's impressive what he does. But if, if you're looking at pro-level golfers, the kind of guys I like to watch, people like Phil Mickelson, he's probably my favourite golfer to watch, you know, just the things he does. And it's probably a bit of a, a, an influence on me, to be honest. I've always liked Phil Mickelson. And yeah, I like watching his videos and more often than not online, they're short game tutorials and stuff. And they're the little things you can just practice in the back garden. And I must admit over the lockdown, the, the first one last year, that was the only kind of practice I could do was in the garden. When I came back, my short game was really on point and it just kind of helped more just being back out on the course as opposed to my garden. Yeah, what sort of setup have you got there? Have you got like a driving range net thing and a putting green? Yeah, like I have, yeah. Yeah, I've got like, um, I've got one of those big nets. 
And then my cousin kindly gave me some leftover artificial grass that he had for his garden. So put that down. Um, and then I was using like some of my son's, uh, he's got like a little plastic golf set. It's, you know, it comes with like a little hole with a little flag on it. So that's what I was aiming at last year. So, and I was using his balls as well. Like, I, I don't know, that was quite interesting. Um, I thought it might make a big difference when I got back, like playing on the golf course, but no, it didn't make a difference at all. Um, the first shot I tried in my back garden with a real golf ball, I thinned it and it nearly went flying over the fence. And I thought, right, I'm not, I'm not bothering with that. It's just going to get my son's little plastic ones. And yeah, the hell, it was just, it was good to do like good full swings, nice soft hands with it. I watched a few Phil Mickelson things and yeah, yeah, that's the kind of golf I enjoy doing just things like that where people are like shot mate that's a good shot definitely so you, you was going to ask you your little lads into golf then as well or just just knocking the little plastic yeah. lad at the moment yeah he is um he's only got the little the little plastic set but uh i'm looking into getting him some some full-size ones but he's three at the moment so i think he's a little bit small but i've not seen any really that seem like they're going to be all right for him but i think um pretty soon they do quite a lot of kids stuff at our golf club uh, I'm not sure whether it's all back on yet, but I'll be taking him to that at some point, just getting him enjoying and introducing to golf. And I do hope he plays. I do, but he seems to like rugby more at the minute. So, yeah. Well, will, <laughs> so you, will, will you be steering him away from that one, or are you just going uh, to? I, I don't <laughs> mind if he plays rugby. It's a great sport to play. Um, yeah, I met all my friends through it, like I said, um, and it's like our family sport, really. All of my family play rugby. Sure. Um, so it would be good if you played, but I understand why my mom used to have kittens on the sidelines when me and my brother were playing yeah. and getting injured and punched and kicked and stamped on and stuff. So I was going to say, I don't know, but it's a bit I, I only played football. My mum was bad enough, so I can't imagine what it's like rugby-wise. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is brutal as well. And like you see the kids playing each other and like they do hit each other hard. I don't, don't want him to get hurt, but there's also more money in golf as well, isn't there? So. Yeah, exactly. birds, more travel. <laughs> a lot of less injuries that can happen. Yeah, I think I think eventually he probably will get into golf more. I think you know, the older he gets, he'll start coming with me up there. And it'd probably be different if I was still playing rugby. He'd probably be as he got older more into that. But who knows? I think he's definitely going to be into sport. You know, I'm, I enjoy all sports. There's there's not many that I don't like really. I'm into yeah. everything. Yeah, just going back to really quickly then to the blog stuff that you've got going on Instagram. You mentioned that you're possibly going to have a website for that as well one day. Yeah. I mean, let's let's say, bearing in mind, you can get back to kind of full fitness and start playing. What sort of mm -hmm. content are you going to be putting on there? Is it similar to, to the Instagram or have you got some other type of content that you'd like to do, like the blogging that you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, it would be longer formatted stuff for the videos, uh, probably more course vlog style. I need to probably practice a bit more of that. I've not really done it. I'm not too confident with that at the moment. So just have to see with that. But mainly course reviews. Uh, I'd like to get my hands on some more golf clubs to review, things like that. Um, photos. Just have more of a back catalogue. Instagram, like, I, I could write more. I feel like I write a lot anyway on some of my posts, but I could write a lot more. And if some people are interested in reading a bit more of an in-depth, say, course review or just how my round went kind of thing, they can click on a website and do that. But, yeah, I've got, I've got the domain name. Um, that's all, all sorted. I just need to get my backside into gear and, and get the thing set up. But, obviously, it's kind of each time things get going again, 
it's either a, a lockdown or I've been hurt the last couple of months. So mm-hmm. hopefully pretty soon, because uh, no one wants to review me playing at my local course every week. I need to be well enough to start getting back out there, meeting up with people like yourself and sure. getting some collabs going. And that's the main thing I want to do really is just start getting out there more and you know going a bit further afield to where I'm, I'm currently playing and go abroad to play again, which is, you know, that'd be a great thing to do and you know, do a nice a good vlog abroad in spain or portugal somewhere like that yeah definitely well listen it's been class to meet you and great talking to you so it's yeah, ryan.golfing it's ryan.golfing on instagram and then obviously yeah. whenever you get the website set up you have to let us know but um yeah cheers yeah. for taking the time to do this it's been good to meet you no worries and you mate thank you very much for having me on thanks mate cheers cheers